Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. Dessert without cheese is like a beauty with only one eye. Jean-Antelme Brillat Sovereign. I'm a Southerner attempting to pronounce French, so let it go. Cheese. My writing class took a three-week hiatus because the woman running the class was traveling. We were not particularly happy with this turn of events, so someone came up with the idea that we should all write a piece about the same topic, which we quickly picked. That topic was cheese, and before I could even think about it, one member said, I take Mancheco. Stunned, I frantically fished around in my brain for another good cheese and finally stuttered out, I take a Vardy. Other members took Brie, which I curse myself for not choosing, raw cheese, and the group leader was assigned Velveeta, which I would have loved but have not ever really tried. I went and bought some Havarti, remembering when I used to have it in my refrigerator all the time. I used to place it on my turkey sandwiches, along with copious amounts of Duke's mayonnaise, available only in the South and at Amazon, and the occasional lettuce leaf. I remembered I'd liked it quite a bit at one time, but, you know, that time had come and gone, and my taste buds longed for the aforementioned Mancheco. Turning my attention back to the cheese at hand, I broke off a piece and thoughtfully chewed it. Nothing, and I mean that in the kindest possible way, appealed to, lavished my palate, or otherwise enticed me to take another bite. This cheese was a non-runner-up in the taste department, and its nondescript color attested to that fact. What in the world was I to do with eight ounces of pallid cheese? And more to the point, how could I write about the cheese I had chosen, albeit in desperation? Cheese is at the top of my food group chart, followed by bread, good olive oil, ice cream, and of course, bacon. I am a firm believer in protein, and cheese fulfills that requirement in all its many different flavors. Havarti, although beloved by many apparently, is not one of the cheeses I would have as a standby in case emergency mac and cheese is needed. Google says it makes a great addition to mac and cheese, but I don't believe that for a second if you like your dish to be noteworthy enough to garner requests for your recipe. I like my cheese to broadcast my educated palate, and Havarti doesn't even understand what I mean by that. Havarti is bland. I am not a bland person by any stretch of the imagination. Havarti is white, as am I, but any other resemblance stops there. According to Google, Havarti matches classically with sugary fruits like figs and raisins, which you will never find in my cupboard and accompanies wines like Chardonnay and a light-bodied Pinot Noir, neither of which has touched my lips in decades. So here I was, alone in my kitchen, a conundrum at hand. I decided to try as many cheese recipes as I could with my Havarti. Cheese toast did nothing for me, although I will say it did melt nicely over a fresh loaf of sourdough. 
An omelet with said cheese left me wanting for any other cheese choice, even with the addition of bacon on the side. Put a Vardy on a saltine and you will not even be aware it's there. Add it to a roast beef sandwich along with horseradish aioli and you would be hard-pressed to guess its origin, which I can tell you is Denmark. Denmark is also famous for its salty licorice, which I think tells you enough right there. Almost at my wit's end, I placed a piece of Havarti on a small plate, thinking perhaps it might strengthen in taste as it came to room temperature. Sid, my ever-present cat, assumes any food left unattended is worth at least a sniff, so he marched over to see what was there. First, he gagged, which he is prone to do when he approaches people food, and then he smelled all around that fairly large piece of cheese before gobbling it up in its entirety. That necessitated several moments of lip-smacking, and then he was softly placing his paw on my arm to let me know he was ready for more. Thinking I must be mistaken by this gesture, I didn't immediately hop up and get him another piece, and was quickly reminded he was in no mood to wait around for his treat. Well, finally, I had found a Havarti lover, and he was right in front of me. It might take some time to go through the entire package of cheese, but Sid would enjoy every bite, and I will enjoy using it as a cat treat. Our group is meeting in a few days, and I do look forward to hearing about the other cheese choices. But I have to believe my piece will be different. I thought to write about something pleasing to me and found, to my amazement, just the opposite. But that doesn't bother me at all. I believe in free speech, free trial periods, even for cheese, and the freedom to look with disdain upon a cheese that at one time thrilled me. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well... I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.